What's up, y'all? This is Eric. How y'all doing? Welcome back. This is DJ. You already know what it is. It's the gray area. So, Eric, what are we talking about today, bro? Man, so uh, I don't know if y'all have been hearing about the news lately. It's a hurricane going down in uh, the southern part of the country, specifically uh, Texas and New Orleans. Its name is Hurricane Laura. And then, uh, as we have all seen throughout uh, the news outlets, that it was a shooting up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. A uh, police officer was involved with shooting a, um, a unarmed subject, Jacob Blake. And uh, he was a black man, of course. And uh, we just wanted to talk about these and just have a little update and have a little discussion about having some hope right now. A lot of crap going on, and it's a lot of growth. And we wanted to have a, a little to just talk about that and express that and get some of that stress off of our own chest. So uh, just to give y'all a little update about what's going on in uh, Louisiana and Texas. So Hurricane Laura, is this, this is the most powerful storm to hit Louisiana since 1865. So we all know about Hurricane Katrina. We all know about the damage that happened. But this says, this is, and this is from NPR. It said this is the most powerful storm since 1865 with uh, winds of approximately 150 uh, miles per hour, y'all. This is crazy. I don't even so, know. I don't even know niggas that speed on the highway going that fast. Bro, I'm saying it's like you can see when I'm driving out in Iowa, it's just like people can shoot by you going like 100 but 150 miles per hour wind, something you can't necessarily see in like grass. It's just like, you just, what, what? <laughs> and it's yeah, the only, thing that you, only thing that you can see is the tree or the fucking car. Yeah, something that's gonna be coming at your face. Bro, yeah. So uh, on US Today, it says that the, the hurricane toll as of right now, well, not as of right now. This is from August 29th. It says the death toll is 14 people. It's a category four hurricane. And it's just like, this is crazy. It's like, it's already a pandemic going on. We have so many just wild instances of just human relations and humans trying to involve with each other. And it's not having the, the positive interactions that we need to see right now. There's, uh, there's still forest fires going on. And then it's this crazy hurricane, man. It's just like, it just seemed like it's something always around the corner. Every every month it seemed like, man. I don't know yeah. how it's been for you. Yeah, we all got that. Especially when we got that feeling of hopelessness, like you said, like the pandemic is going on. And then you have Mother Nature, which is acting very unnurturing un un to us. Yeah, so, man. you know, every it seemed like every year it's a hurricane or even a, the tornado that hit Iowa. Yep, the inland hurricane. Yeah, man, dirt show. Yeah, so you got all these things that's happening, and people are are just constantly like suffering and whatnot. And I don't want to sound like an a hole, but to me, when 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 thinking about places to live and whatnot, uh, I have thought you know people say, oh, I want to live in like Chicago, I live in New York, I live in California, and I always think about like the things that I can control in that area and the things I cannot. So people right. say Chicago. I don't want to live there because of the violence. Unless you live in like certain areas, you won't have to deal with the violence. You avoid that all the way through. Okay, you deal with cold in the winter, whatever. Then you start getting to the southern part. We're talking about like Louisiana, we're talking about Florida, we're talking about parts of Texas and whatnot. 
And then you start having hurricanes more often in this season. And the thing about a hurricane is, just like a tornado, when you leave and they evacuate you or whatever, you don't know if your house is going to be there. Right. And that's one thing I can't deal with in this time or any time after that. So uh-huh. I'm just trying to figure out, like, you can't protect yourself from Mother Nature because Mother Nature is going to act the way that she acts. Regardless, it's like how are people getting the necessary things that they need during this time? And if it's not going to be from the government, is it going to be through a GoFundMe? Right. Well, actually, I was looking at an article. And with this NPR article, it said it's a quote from this person. Their last name is Hunter. I can't find their first name, but it's talking about FEMA and what they're doing. There's there's going to be a lot of people without insurance in these areas, and that's where we're hoping a lot of the nonprofits and FEMA will come into play. So uh, FEMA is the Federal Emergency Management Agency, and it has uh, right now more than 50,000 claims already has been filled in that region. And um, so far, they say this is one of the most disaster, uh, the most expensive disasters that uh, will be coming from that area right now. And it's just like it's, it's it's crazy, like how you said, like if you're living in these areas, like you're you're kind of more prone to these situations. And it's uh, as of right now, from USA Today, they said that thirty-five, three hundred and fifty thousand. Louisiana residents, Jesus, English language, will be without electricity for at least a week, man. That's like crazy. Like, as of right now, when uh, the derecho in Iowa, we was out of power for like a day, and some people was out for a week as well. But it's just like, how can almost half a million people go without electricity for that long, man? It's it's always been something right now, and I don't understand what's going on with Mother Nature. It's kind of seen like it's karma, and what's going, what goes around, comes around, and how we've been feeding the earth not the not the the best. We haven't been giving the earth the best treatment that we have. We have all these factories, all of this, uh, all the cars that we have, and we haven't been like treating the earth right. So it seems like Mother Nature is coming back around and giving us a little a little taste of our medicine, man. Yeah, I like to use this metaphor of the human body because that's what most humans can understand only things that affect them and mm-hmm. to think about mother nature as a body i would say at this point in time humans are the cancer and mm-hmm. it can be something as simple as littering on the street or something as a nuclear bomb going off and causing radiation and in certain part of the country mm-hmm. and we are that cancer that's making mother earth trying to fight off we are growing disease we overpopulated. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to control uh, the, the amount of resources we dig for and whatnot. So the only thing we're doing is spreading the disease. And Mother Nature is going to act the way that she acts and say, I need to kill off the disease. And whatever mm-hmm. areas that this stuff is happening, you can say wherever the factories is or whatever, it's going to like, something's going to happen. It's going to be a cause and effect. Global warming is happening. Chemotherapy is happening. And the, the ice caps are melting, the water levels are rising, you're getting more hurricanes, you're getting more floods. They're trying to say that California won't be a place anymore, or Florida, um, yeah, Florida won't be a place anymore. So this is what Mother Nature is doing to people that don't appreciate her as, as much as we should. We think mm-hmm. that we, humans got a God complex, and I like to say that, because we think we're the end-all, be-all. You know, we always trying to figure out what came first, us or the planet, us or the planet, or the planet or us. Well, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty soon, it's just going to be the planet. And we're going to be like, what happened to us? 
Exactly. And it's just going to be like, it's going to be too late, man. And once uh, we realized that we needed to treat this planet a little better, it will be too late for us. And also, like, going along with that, it's crazy how we have this relationship with the the overarching community, the the galaxy, whatever. But we have this relationship with other humans on this planet. And that's kind of leading us into what's going on up there, that what happened in Kenosha with uh, Jacob Blake on August 23rd. Uh, it was an incident with him and uh, some police officers up in oh, Kenosha, was, Wisconsin. It was more than an incident. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, on August 23rd, he got shot in the back because he was going and he was walking away from unarmed. I mean, he was an unarmed man walking away from the police officers, walking towards his car and come to find out his children was also in his car. He had three kids in there and they said that he was reaching for a knife. And that's what you will hear in a video. One of the officers screamed out, oh, put the knife down, don't reach for that. And they proceeded to still shoot him in the back. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my stance. I've been hearing people like argue, yeah, he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been reaching for a knife. But it, it, it's it's crazy to think about the the force that they jumped into. It's just like they have tasers, they have those billy clubs and all of that. They have all of these other objects and lethal or maybe non-lethal weapons that they could have used, but instead they automatically jumped to the to the lethal. And it's just like, I don't understand what's clicking in people's brains and why they make that jump so uh, quickly. Was it even confirmed that he had a knife or was it like speculated? I, I think it was speculated. I think he may ended up actually having a knife from what I've been reading. They just said it's not really sure. They're unclear. So, they may, he may have had a cell phone also. That's, that's, that seemed like the story of every black man's life in America when they get in the... Uh, in an altercation with the police, it was like, I think he had this, but it was actually this. I told mm -hmm. him to pull out this license. He reached for his license. I thought he was pulling out a gun, but you told him to reach for the license. Right. So it's like, it's it's unjustified for somebody to shoot somebody in the back several mm -hmm. times, seven times. Think about yeah. it. You have to do this seven, seven times. Right. <laughs> it's just like after the first one. You could have you could have stopped that, but then it makes me think of like what in there and that police officer. Yeah, you've also heard the argument. You never know what that police officer is going through at that time in that moment. But it's also some. Uh, let's think about why they thought that was necessary. It, it takes seven bullets. Fuck! I had like a perfect point that I was about to say, and then fucking oh oh yeah. You you had mentioned he had got shot in the back seven times. Also, how is that fear created and within within police officers' mind? If we look back, there's always been like this this image of we've talked about this before, like creating the the black man as a sexual predator, as a thug, and all those. And it's, you create those images in our minds, and that's what those people like probably assume because it's been ingrained in us that there's been this fear that the black man is going to hurt you. He's so strong. He's going to do this. But it's, in, in actuality, we're trying to live our lives. Like we're, we're not really worried about what other people are doing until somebody else does something out of their own way to like prove what point that, oh, I'm empowered because I have a gun. That's not necessarily doing anything, but keeping us in the, like we've talked about before, keeping us in this like rat race, rat race, of like going nowhere and we're just running into a circle trying to like get somewhere that we can't really obtain. Yeah, like the I I can tell you, I'm not gonna even say I could tell you definitely, but white people 
specifically, I feel like white men fear a lot of African Americans, and you can see it just throughout American history when they made the movie uh, uh, A Nation is Born with the KKK, and they tried to make them seem like the white saviors, and the black person was the super predator that was out for white people's blood and everything else. So everything that you see with a black man is a threat, but it's funny how they believe the propaganda that they put out is, is their propaganda. Mm-hmm. And and it's sad because some black people believe into it, but it's like it's even worse that when you have a whole country that believe in it and we just keep getting shot and stuff like that. And it's even more sad that we have all these situations that's going on with George Floyd and many other people that have been in an incident with the police and we are still getting shot. It's almost like they said, after your protests, after your Black yeah. Lives Matter, after your whatever you have been doing, your Million Man March, your anniversary for this, uh, yeah. uh, my, my, everything my, you did for the Civil Rights Pro- Movement. Yes, so they saying F it immediately because they do not, they don't care in any sense of the word. And, you know, the Donald Trump went on television and said the same thing where people say, oh, police officers have a lot of stress and this and that. It was like, okay, I don't think it was a domestic violence situation. It was not confirmed that the man even had a gun. His kids are in the back of the car. I know somebody could tell when kids are in the, in the back of a car because the kids are probably saying something or you can look and see. But even then, a, a bullet is, is, I ain't gonna even say more justified, but seven bullets ain't. Seven bullets ain't justified in nobody's bag. Mm-hmm. And then to, to make it even more interesting, what, what happened after when they was like protesting Eric about this, this, this kid? Bro, that's what I was saying. Uh, how we was talking about a little bit earlier, how it seems they they have this fear with us, but when it comes to the opposite side, there was a young guy. Young was, white uh, man. Yeah, white man, 17 years old. I'm trying to find his name. Uh, Cal something. I don't really care too much about his name. But he came up from Illinois, drove past two, no, one state line. He went from Illinois to Wisconsin. And he had an AR-15 or some uh, heavy assault rifle. Killed two protesters in that process when police were in the process of, like, arresting other protesters out there for protesting the murders that are happening to them. They proceeded to let this young man, this young white guy, walk by. And he put his hands up. And it still was just like, oh, no, you go ahead. Let me give you some water. Let me, let me say you're doing a good job. Thanks for being out here. But instead, the, the unarmed guy, the young woman by the name of Brianna Taylor, whose uh, killers are still out there, they don't, they don't get the same treatment. They automatically get shot in their sleep while they're in their homes. So Fred Hampton, he got shot at his place. And it's just like, there's always this fear with us. But when it comes to young white men, there's no fear. This 17-year-old guy got a chance to just do whatever he want, prance around um, Wisconsin with AR-15s. There's been other anti-protesters just going around with heavy assault rifles. And there's nothing being done to them. But when it comes to one guy, there's this innate fear somewhere that this man is going to hurt you. But when you are actually faced with people that are actually hurting people, that oh, they are easy peasy. They can do it. And it's just like, what hypocrisy is this, man? I don't, I don't really understand it, man. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> and as a as an African American man, and as a human being, period, if I was to see this on TV, like the uh, uh, Jacob who got shot, and then the white teen that comes into a, a to a protest rally with a gun, get by and is able to shoot people, like somebody got seven shots in the back for speculating I'm having a knife, and then someone with a gun gets no bullets to the back, 
and mm-hmm. get and, and, and they even get shot when they confirm that he killed innocent mm-hmm. bystanders. It's like right. there's something going on, and we all know what's. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm telling the truth. We all know what the fuck is going on. We yeah, all know what's going on. Right. They are treating black people like garbage. They're treating minorities like garbage. They're putting kids in cages at the border and everything else. If you are white, you are privileged, and you are basically safe. They see you as one of their own. So now, what if black people start thinking the same way? Let's put that in the scenario. What if black people, because we, we seem to be forgiving and trusting, and the white people know that because, you know, they, they studied us for years and shit like that. So what if we weren't as forgiving as we are and seen every white person as the enemy unless they were entertaining us by playing basketball? Mm. You know, Steve Kerr, he all right, because he can shoot jump shot. Or Eminem, cool, yeah. he, can rap a, he can rap a line. But if we've seen every white person as predatorial, which most are, and seen white women as all Karens, we will be in a different situation. And white people will be start marching or 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 they will do a lot more than what we are doing. So as white people, we need to know that the police never cared about us, never cared about us. And we're mm-hmm. gonna see a lot of people trying to defend the police. Where it's like it's too much happening. Kaepernick deal over this. A lot of other yeah. black people fought for this reason. You know, so it's like, what is it going to take? What is it going to take? They're going to say economic freedom. Most people say protection, like the Black Panthers and stuff like that. But it seems like it's it's a lot more that needs to happen. Well, I say, I don't know. I'm I'm at the point as a black man and seeing all this and my mental stability with all this is is like, you know, two simple words. Fuck it. Right. And it's tough to have, it's tough to be in this position because you want to have that mentality. But it's just like, we have to, we have to, somehow we are the ones that have to fix this problem when we aren't the ones to create this so in like in that breath like we didn't i didn't just want to have us here just talking from emotion and doing all get all i want to talk a little bit about some concrete steps that we can do and how every how the focus been of lately defund the police so when we say that we're not saying take away the police even though in some communities we could take away the police and insert community watch groups, which is what gangs were and how the connotation of gangs changed over the years because of like other parties like and getting people to see it as one way. Gangs were in place to protect their own communities from police and from KKK and people like that. So defunding the police and allocating those resources to the education system, which has been like constantly defunded from and had many budget cuts from so from like i don't know how many years since i was in high school they have had budget within schools within high schools within your libraries within just your art programs all of that take some of that money away and then implement community watches reallocate that money to your education system so then the people around us can get educated on these topics and understand what so then they can go and do the action that instead we just continuing again to be in this rat race man it's 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 a weird feeling to be in because it's like it kind of feels like we can't necessarily do anything but we kind of have so much power at the same time yeah i guess you could say that but you know i'm still at that fucking perspective yeah you gotta be optimistic yeah optimism is the key and the way to go my brother (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, how much shit do we need to put up with? You know, I can. A lot of people are tired of marching, and when right. you see it again and again in the news, it was like, but keep, keep doing. You know, keep, keep taking the higher road, opposed to everybody else. 
maybe mm-hmm. we'll get somewhere eventually, or you know, we can we can fight. Even Nelson, like I'm gonna say this, like even Nelson Mandela hit a point in his uh activist campaign where he was like us marching and us taking days off from work, like they did protests where people stay home from work because most of the South African blacks were the working class and whatnot, and they knew mm-hmm. understand that if they had those people take off, they could affect them economically. But then at a certain point, he's like, this ain't working. The people are getting tired. They're not gonna keep following our movement. It was other movements trying to grab their followers. And mm. he basically said, we're gonna have to go to sabotage or it's gonna most likely be a civil war against yeah. these these uh, white colonists that came. So which one are, and you gotta look at your enemy as like, which one are you asking for? It ain't that we want to do it. And you know, it's almost like firing somebody. It's not that mm. I want to fire you, but it's like, what? caused you to put that into my mind in the first place what made you do this so it's like what do i have like i'm looking at my enemy and saying what what do you want from me you're mm. killing me you're shooting me uh do you want sabotage do you want me to burn down a building a precinct or do you want to just have an all-out war until something happens well i know we probably outnumber you know 12 percent of the population but we probably have allies and stuff like that but it's like i'm not calling for war but if it gets mm-hmm. to that point what is it gonna be no, I definitely hear you on that, man. It that takes me back to um, it's a song by Mick Jenkins called uh, "Black Sheep," and at the end of it, it's a quote from uh, James Baldwin. He's having this interview, I think, is in France or so, and the guy asked a question pertaining to the morale of America and American people, and uh, he was like, "Yeah." I've, I've like felt bad. Actually, I'm not even going to try to paraphrase. I'm actually going to find this exact quote because I want to make, I want y'all to feel this exactly, man. Cause uh, I bet he's saying something about like what every other black person has ever said about America. And if you listen to a black person talk about America, whether it being uh, uh, he, she, them, they're there, they would say that America is in an unfair place while you have privilege, a lot of privileged people walking around and not understanding that this is not going to go on for too long and it can't go on for too long. There's a lot of people that sacrifice right. a lot just being here. But once you find a quote, you know, just go ahead and read it off, Eric, because I, I feel like Bro, yeah. So yeah, I kinda I don't know. Do you I wanna end off with this quote? Cause um I don't know, I don't want us to keep having to be the ones that have to talk about these things, man. Because like I said, we aren't the ones that created these problems. We aren't the ones that put ourselves and created the system and put this to put us in this place, man. So it's just like, yeah, we want to to talk with other groups of people, but we also want to see those other groups of people put some action in. So um, that's what I want to end off with and leave my last words before uh, I read this quote, man. Is there anything that you want to you want to say before we end out? Uh, I want to say, like I said before, and I feel like really I really honed in on it. A lot of people look up to Nelson Mandela. Uh, if you mm-hmm. feel like you are your Nelson Mandela, you look up to him, you need to read his uh, autobiography and you need to understand he asks his enemy, what do you want from me? And you mm-hmm. and every day, if you're an ally, a black person or you facing somebody that is an enemy and you are in the righteous, you are in the right, you need to look at your enemy and ask, what do you want from me? And look at their behavior and they'll show you exactly what they need. You can't. You can't play checkers when somebody is playing chess. You can't mm. bring a gun to a knife. This black man had a knife and he had a gun. You can't bring a knife to a gunfight. Literally, the white boy had a gun and still didn't get fucked up. So mm-hmm. ask your enemy, what do you what type of battle is this? And look with to see what they are doing to you, and then you'll know exactly what's going on. Mm. 
Mm. Man, I think on that that Nelson Mandela's book is a long walk from freedom. Yeah. So um, this is what, uh, and also make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate y'all for viewing and checking us out. This has been tough, but yeah, we just wanted to talk about this to to give somebody just that 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 recognition and that thought that we are thinking about these issues and we do care and we want to see things change. So uh, I want to leave y'all with this. This is from the interview with James Baldwin. The the interviewer asks, "What do you think can be done to change, to use your term, the moral fiber of America?" And James Baldwin says. I think that one has to find some way of putting the present administration of this country on the spot. One has got to force somehow from Washington a moral commitment, not to the Negro people, but to the life of this country. It doesn't matter any longer. I am speaking for myself, for Jimmy Baldwin, and I think I'm speaking for a great many other Negroes too. It doesn't matter any longer what you do to me, you can put me in jail. You can kill me. By the time I was 17, you've done everything you could do to me. The problem now is, how are you going to save yourself? Here we go. Thank y'all.